Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Truth Seeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increased synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen won't you come come and take me into the Truth Seeker Podcast. Psychics! Everything's ungodly! Dark savage! Streaming live at TruthSeeker.com. She's not a Christian! Give it up, y'all. Your portal to the paranormal, esoteric, and all things spiritual. She's tampering in dark savage stuff! And now, your host, Truth Seeker. Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Truth Seeker. This is the Truth Seeker Podcast. Excited and delighted to be with you guys again, sharing this sacred space, this sacred breath with you all. Uh, just thankful to be here, man. It's beautiful stuff. So, got an awesome podcast planned for you guys ten- tonight. Uh, impromptu interview, um, kind of nostalgic for me. We're going to be talking about some old memories and some stuff dating back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. We're going to go back on you and then bring it back to present date and what's coming from this band here um so i'm already you know seeing a bunch of people talking in the chat everybody excited to be here um the band is these five down uh some of you guys have never heard of them before but um as uh, i'm reading in the comments some of you guys have already went and checked them out since i uh put this podcast teaser up 
and you guys are saying, wow, this is really good stuff. So don't know who they are, but you enjoy the music. That's good stuff. Make sure you guys go check them out, whether it's uh, sure. you know after this podcast or whatever. But uh, it's going to be good. We're going to get into some deep stuff. So I um, want to say a huge thank you to everybody supporting my work via Patreon. Could not do this without your help. This uh, show, my music, everything moving forward is listener supported. So Really, thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you would like to support, head on over to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. There you get access to my entire discography of music. It's like 200 plus songs. You get access to our Thursday night School of the Mystic session, which is like the community aspect to what we're building here. And, uh, the, you know what I'm saying, the Hangout, Discord, all that really cool stuff. You get access to it. You're looking for community, looking for like-minded people. Make sure you head on over there and check that out. So, um, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to the latest patrons within the last week or so. Um, shout-out to Robbie Bowen, who just became a patron today. Shout-out to you, Robbie. Thank you so much for coming on board. Um, Isis Gate, Astrid, Jeremy Smith, and Debbie George, thank you guys for believing in the work and partnering with me in this endeavor. So I just released my latest album, Colors, January the 1st. It came out, and so that's available. Uh, if you're a patron, you get access to that. Or you can go to iTunes or wherever you consume music, and it should be there as well. True Seeker Colors, check it out. So without further ado, I'm not going to keep these gentlemen waiting. I have Brandon and Nate from the band These Five Down. Brother, Brothers, welcome to the show, man. What's going on? Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks for having us. What up, uh, YouTube? What up? <laughs> Everybody in the chat say what's up, man. So these five down, man. Um, it's a it's an honor to talk to you guys, man. Um, back in the the you know the early days of 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 my Christian experience, probably um, you know two thousand and two, maybe. You know, I, I I became a believer again in 2000, came back to the Lord and um, was looking for, for Christian music. And uh, I was listening to bands like Korn and stuff like that at the time and um, Cold Chamber and um, went with some church buddies at a prayer meetings and stuff. I said, I need some, some Christian heavy metal. What is some Christian heavy metal? And they said, I got the perfect band for you. I was like, okay. It's a band called Audio Adrenaline, man. They're really heavy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, audio adrenaline is the Christian. So I'm going from listening to corn to listening to audio adrenaline. I was like, it is what it is. And then I found some heavier stuff. Yeah, like, that's how it is in the beginning. Yeah. In, in the beginning. And then I found some stuff like uh, Living Sacrifice, which was a little bit too heavy for me. And then at the time, and then eventually I found a band called Travail. And I was blown away to find a pretty much a Christian version of corn at the time after travail. It was a band called these five down from Michigan. Right. Um, you guys, you, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You guys in, in, in travail, um, early on that, you know what I'm saying? New metal rap core ish kind of stuff, man. Um, there was nothing like it for, for Christians to listen to. And everybody, there was a lot of, um, charts out there, like these comparison charts. Like if you're a Christian and you don't want to listen to corn anymore, you don't want to listen to Marilyn Manson or whatever. So they had these comparison charts that say, okay, this band sounds like Manson. This band sounds like Cold Chamber. And it was cool early on, right? So I found you guys. And um, that was, like I said, probably back in 2001, 2002. So it's a, it's a pleasure and uh, to be able to have you guys on my podcast now. Uh, you guys released your first album. What was it? Like, I think it's 18 years ago this month, was it? Uh, it was it in two, uh, January of 2000? 
Yeah, 2000. Yeah, yeah. 18 <laughs> years <laughs> ago, time. man. Hey, yeah. That's crazy. Had, had, you, had you just asked me uh, to pull that date? I, <laughs> you're obviously the researcher. Um, I, I, I wouldn't even have been able to tell you when <laughs> I knew it came out in 2000. <laughs> It's better not to think about it. Like time is scary, man. Right? I mean that because the whole thing with you know being a parent and or or putting out material. Now you have something that dates yourself. Like when you look back, you see your kid growing up. You're like, oh wow, time is real, right? Um, and then you have these albums. You look back 18 years ago. Don't tell me that. And you know what I'm saying. And then so so much has changed. And and and, and you know what I'm saying. You guys are here now, but that early music, especially that 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 album changed i think changed christian music because it was you guys were like forerunners to like you know what i'm saying that 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 type type of sound and what came after and uh and i'm gonna shut up here in a minute i'm just kind of fanboying out a little bit man it's, it's just an honor to talk to y'all but um um you guys post posted this on on facebook and for uh those of you guys who don't see uh can't see it i went um, ahead and purchased that yeah. somebody had a uh Hey, uh, mint condition. They took really good care of this. It's like in perfect condition, bro. It's uh, it's like a mint condition ad for the uh, the um, debut album. And on the back, we got a picture of one of my other favorite Christian rock bands. It's kind of these guys would be with the uh, if you was to do the comparison with 311 back in the day. This is uh, Pax 217. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah, those guys. Yeah, I remember them. <laughs> I seen, I seen yeah. those guys a, a bunch uh, at, a, at a lot of different festivals and skating rings and things like that. Never got the chance to, to to see you guys. Hopefully, here maybe within the next upcoming months, maybe you know we we, we can make it happen. I remember talking to you, Nate. Oh man, this was probably two thousand and five, maybe. Um, I was trying to book a show and I actually spoke with you on the phone for a few minutes. I was trying to get the funds together to bring you guys down, but it, it didn't work out and, and you know what I'm saying? Kind of fell, fell through. So I'm done fanboying out, man. I'm going to let you guys talk a little bit. Um, let's start off with, Where are you at? I'm in, um, um, Mobile, Alabama. So I'm, I'm okay. all the way, I'm all the way South. So, uh, but let's 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 talk a little bit about the first album man because that that thing kind of like i said i think it changed christian music and what was to come after and what was okay talk a little bit about um you know what i'm saying the sound of of, of the album well, where, you know what i'm saying where, where you in, in like the writing process were y'all trying to emulate your favorite secular bands at the time or what what was the whole inspiration behind the first these five down album you can, I think uh, I think we all had our influences, not necessarily all Christian. You know, some people had been believers longer than others. Um, but I guess everybody had their influences, and I think they all – I mean, obviously we had certain ones that we had in common. You know, I guess everybody just kind of brought their own to the, to the table, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the beginning, I mean, we were pretty young. I don't know if we even had a goal. It was just, we were kind of just, uh, I think we were just trying to make something we were excited about, you know, as like listeners, like this is something, you know, that we felt, that we felt was cool. Yeah. That we want to listen to, you know, felt like it fit with, uh, with the, the sound of what we were exposed to at that time, you know, uh, had you guys had heard about, 
you know what I'm saying, Travail or any of these other Christian metal bands at the time? Because you guys were like pioneers to some of that stuff. No, no, I wasn't really aware of any of them. I, I feel like, yeah, maybe maybe we were um, we were kind of heavier, hardcore-ish than, than what was out there kind of in the in the surface of that of the christian scene as far as christian rock stuff um we were heavier at times uh than some of that stuff but being you know coming up playing these small little places around um you know the underground scene Mm -hmm. um there was a lot of there was and there still is and there was prior to us but there was a lot of heavy heavy stuff um it just it never it's kind of like regular mainstream music it just never kind of breaks wide uh <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um maybe we're maybe we were say maybe we brought that harder heavier edge into the christian rock scene um on a broader scale because we got picked up by radio a little bit uh and you know stuff like that and maybe that helped to usher in because i know after after we were kind of on that scene um there was some some other heavier stuff come up uh and you know maybe we were just right there at the right time you know during that mix Uh, i think it's i think it's interesting how he mentioned because i don't think we were aware of it i just i honestly still wasn't even today but him saying that we were kind of front runners in that in uh bringing that to the Christian scene. It's interesting that you would say that because I feel like, uh, I think we all did. We, we honestly got, I feel like discouraged here and there because we took a lot of flack for what we were doing at that time. Sure. A lot of people too. open yeah. to it. Uh, yeah. A lot of people weren't very encouraging about what we were doing musically. In, in, the uh, devil's music. I mean, come on. <laughs> Exactly. And also, I think another part of it, too, is when we, before we got the deal, we didn't come up in, uh, I mean, we were believers and we had Christian music, but we didn't come up in the Christian scene. We, uh, I mean, we played bars and stuff. Like, that was where we kind of, you know, started playing because we didn't know where, we didn't know where to play. You know what I mean? Like, we weren't really a part of a, christian scene i guess you know we had our beliefs right but we, uh we were aware right um but we didn't just stick to that scene it's like we grew up in church but uh yeah when we started playing shows it, it you know it, it, it kind of began with backyard barbecues or just what anywhere really you know it wasn't necessarily a christian environment i guess you know so with that, you know what I'm saying, breaking the mold and the stereotype early on. And you and, and so so I, I, you guys played some bars and stuff like that. And you, and you guys were probably better received in the bars and stuff in the backyards versus at some of the youth groups and stuff. Did, did you guys, you know what I'm saying, make that, 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 you know what I'm saying, those rounds as well in the uh, youth groups and get some of those weird looks. And as soon as the first note is strummed, they're like, ah, turn it off, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, um, it's really weird. In some settings, it was uh, we we're a bit um, a bit much, maybe more than they they had experienced prior. <laughs> yeah, that but took like a long said, time though. 
so much of it now. It's pretty, it's pretty cool how, uh, I mean, yeah, there's stuff obviously now that's way more extreme than anything we were ever doing. And, uh, people are totally. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We open to it. You know, going back to your audio adrenaline, I guess in that time, um, audio adrenaline was, you know, Christian rock. They, yeah. they were they were what people thought of when the term Christian rock was used. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 what people gave me was the Audio Adrenaline album, and it was something from going from, you know, listening to Corn, listening to Manson, Pantera, you know, Cold Chamber. Right. Who I, I felt, you know, what I'm saying you guys were was like a, a great embodiment for me for Cold Chamber. I was a huge Cold Chamber fan, and to hear your vocals, yeah. Nate, you know, what I'm saying, and the way you approach the mic, your cadence as well, and just the, you know, what I'm saying the. You know, if you, I, I guess if you want to call it new metal at the time, it was it was perfect. So from going from listening to, you know, Cold Chamber and all that stuff, and then listening to Audio Adrenaline, you feel kind of let down until you find these five down or that band that kind of replaces, you know, what I'm saying the old secular music that you were listening to. And there was a lot of Christians who had that experience or whatever. They found their favorite, uh, you know what I'm saying, secular band, like a Christian version of it. And I know that even kind of sounds cliche and like a knockoff, like I'm a, a, I'm not my own entity because what you, what you guys brought to the table, you know what I'm saying, had your own uh, style to it as well. But as far as um, saying that like you're you're just like a, a christian version of that that's definitely not what i'm trying to say but you're going to get the comparisons you know what i'm saying in, in especially with the with, with like the in christian that, music, in that genre yeah we'd be in that genre and uh well yeah that's the kind of stuff we liked i mean i obviously everybody had different influences but i think the core of a lot of stuff that we all mostly agreed on it wouldn't be in that vein um approaching you know what I'm saying? This old, this you know what I'm saying. Some of the songs on the old album. There's so the, the first album. There, there's there's so many songs on there that stand out, man. I mean, it's almost like every song could have been a single, right? Just pick which one you want to release. Obviously, some of them are, are are you know what I'm saying deeper than others. There's a sense of spiritual warfare in the uh, you know what I'm saying vocals and stuff like that. Were you going through some of that stuff? Have you been through, you know what I'm saying, intense spiritual warfare or, or anything like that? Because it, 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 it uh, definitely came across in the lyrics with media, with low, with him, especially with him. But um, was there, was there, was there that kind of theme approaching the, the, uh, the uh, writing process of the album? There was, <clears throat> you know, uh, it's funny you say the, the whole spiritual warfare, um, I mean, I think I think everybody kind of deals with some of that 
throughout some of their life. But uh, I had a, a lot of my background. I had this. Um, I had this sense of you know it is a it is a a war a, a battle this life to, um, to there's a battle between good and evil sort of thing going on and I and I always gravitated to this sense of you know I'm going to be one of those people in God's army uh, I'm going to be a warrior for God's kingdom sort of you know that that appealed to me um does that come from being a warrior of satan's kingdom at one point uh causing destruction just living reckless and so you know i talked to a lot of people on here who have who are like in the light now whether they're christians or light workers or whatever and there's this weird sense of like i have to even if it's not you know i'm saying at the forefront of their consciousness it's like I'm doing the I, I'm serving God now because I'm trying to undo a lot of the the wreckage and bad stuff that I did in the past. You, you think some of that was there a little bit too? Maybe not. Maybe not so much. Um, you know, tied to because of or that I had to undo um, the bad stuff. It's just more more of a sense. It actually, you know, I'll touch on that for a second i <clears throat> i look back and and some of where i was personally um and spiritually uh was uh i can look back and see that i was a little off base on on some of um some of my position of who i thought i was <laughs> you know what i mean um but that edge, that that warrior sort of spirit warrior edge, did come through, and and that's you know not that it, not that it not that I wasn't that, but I have a I have a different perspective today of oh yeah of what it what all that's even about. You know what I mean? But that's just like a natural process, though, for anybody kind of coming out. Was it kind of similar for you a little bit, too, Brandon? Did you kind of experience that, too? What Which part? As far, as far as, like, coming out of the darkness or coming out of the world or I don't know if you guys were into because there's a lot of darker themes. I used to do this, but now I'm this. Did you kind of, you know, whether it was dealing with drugs or alcoholism or witchcraft or anything like that did you come out of a, a you know what i'm saying that that uh, kind of background as well when you became a christian or started doing christian music uh, maybe i don't know well to be honest um i mean i thought well i i grew up in church my whole life i don't know you know that doesn't necessarily mean you're a christian but i guess i've been aware of god and you know the word and stuff like that my whole life but uh yeah i mean i definitely dealt with times where i've fallen away and had to come back and things like that. But, um, I guess, yeah, I've always, thankfully I've always kind of known the truth. You know, sometimes I didn't listen. Been able to find my center. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I started, I started doing, uh, Christian hip hop and like started messing around probably 2003, 2004, um, put out my Mm -hmm. first album in 2006 
And uh, it's kind of hard to go back and listen to that stuff now. Um, Theology-wise, for one, uh, understanding growth spiritually, um, there is even nostalgia of that. People wish I still did that type of music today, but that's just, you know what I'm saying? Sonically, it's... It's, you know, from the, you know what I'm saying, the late nineties or whatever. Um, but even the stuff I'm talking, I'm talking about killing the devil. Sh- we're talking about shooting the devil with guns and, you know, it's all, and, and a lot of it is talking like almost like maybe, you know what I'm saying? How you guys did the song low, how it was talking about this scenario of these people. Like, Hey, you're, you're using people, you're abusing people to get what you want out of life. And there's always like all, all these songs. And not just me, but there's a lot of Christian music like that of kind of embodying this person who maybe represents the majority of people, to, uh, you know what I'm saying, on the narrow, I mean, on the um, broad uh, road. And um, I look back right. on it now and I cringe at it for me. Do you feel that way a little bit with some of those lyrics, maybe with him? Because him is a straight, it's a spiritual warfare song. It's a powerful song. But as far as you hey. growing. And I'm not knocking that song. That song is still as powerful today as it was back then, I believe. But as far as your theology and your growth changing, do you look at songs like that and some of the stuff that you brought to the table a little bit differently, or or is it, or do you respect it, or do you cringe, cringe from it? I I've got a I've got a sense of respect for it still, and it, the the hymn song, that the whole idea um, behind that is just it's a it's essentially a prayer that we would we would lead off our set with, uh, you know, after it existed, uh, <laughs> and that's what we would open with. Um, and it was just kind of a uh, that 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 spiritual warrior positioning, letting that spirit world know. Um, who we are and the authority that we're going to have here in this setting <laughs> to go forward with the rest of what we've got sort of thing. Um, not that I, like, I don't necessarily cringe at any of that, any of the concepts that were covered. Um, I always tried to, uh, you know, even though at times I may have, you know, been uh, a little bit focused and full of myself, I always tried to have a sense of, uh, I, I really want to be uttering the words that, that God would have me say in any of this, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's not to say that none of myself got in there, but, uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm comfortable, like, and, and I, I appreciate the songs for what they are. Um, and you know, just like you, I've heard a lot of that story and it, you know, coming from the perspective of the people writing it and putting it out, putting it out as art yeah. sort of, you know, uh, it's, we're doing it and we're, ha- we're just doing what feels right and what's fun and what, what seems good. And then to hear stuff like, your experience with, with our music, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've heard, I've heard similar things to what you've had to say about like, you know, it was a, it was an alternative for somebody coming out of a dark place in their life. And it, uh, something really good for them to have, uh, 
and and that just that alone is really cool to yeah. me um and just those 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 people peppered throughout the population maybe it's something that they needed right then in their life you know and that's that's the whole reason that this whole unit came together and did what we did at the time you know yeah um it was all about being uh I, for me my my position was about being an available vessel for God to use. You know what I mean? That's good stuff, man. Whatever, Um, whatever he needed, wanted to use me for. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so like when, when, like whenever you guys would play, you would open up with him, kind of set the atmosphere. And let me just ask you this because like, as I'm coming from playing in bands and stuff as well, there was a sense of, especially the Christian bands, whether you're in the bar or whether you're in the church or whatever, a sense where you just kind of, you're that spiritual warrior, but did you guys worship on stage even to the, you know what I'm saying? To the heavy crunch of the guitar, you know what I'm saying? To the drop D tuning. Would you guys worshiping at like, you know what I'm saying? Playing the, uh, the uh, music as well. Even though it was heavy music, did it was that something that happened at all? Or was it more doing? I don't know more? that I would. I never thought of it. Like I, I, yeah. I wouldn't say that we we're like in a in a spirit of worship. Yeah. You know, it it was more so like what you were saying earlier. Yeah, warfare. Uh, yeah. Come coming out, you know, coming to to lay down a message and make it pretty plain and and have a, a killer backing track with it mm-hmm. <laughs> and smash the place, you know, and yeah. let it resonate with people uh whoever needed, you know, yeah. Whoever needed to hear it. It it wasn't necessarily Okay. A a worship sort of yeah. thing. Good stuff. Yeah. I could I could see that though. And um but you know that your words are kinda like permeating the atmosphere and just changing Especially with him, you know, and, and not just him, but there's, there's so many other songs, but you're just changing the atmosphere or whatever as you're speaking that stuff out. Um, let me ask you this because I'm curious as well. The uh, artwork for the debut um, album, who put that together, the artists and whose idea? And can you explain a little bit of it? Because that's really interesting. It's good stuff, though. Well, it was a piece of art that um, I don't know. <laughs> we weren't we weren't even aware that it was going to be the record you know the, the album cover until it was decided that that was the album cover and it's really just a piece of art that was pulled from um a catalog source you know something something today that would be like shutterstock yeah. or something uh but it was it was all in like catalog forms back then these you know record people <laughs> would have their books of of art to license and whatnot and it it's just an image from there that they that they decided was fitting and i remember like all the all the people in the band was like what what this <laughs> <laughs> art about man it's it's a little bit cartoonish and <laughs> uh well it wasn't really even discussed i think that was the thing and it was just, what wow. like that's like, interesting see that. that's interesting yeah come from I did this like I've never even seen this or like, <laughs> it was like hey here's your guys' album cover wow. right wow we're like oh yeah right okay not that like I mean not that I dislike it I mean the concept of the 
picture is pretty cool, but yeah, it was just kind of odd how it came about, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It's pretty iconic, though, man. Now, you know what I'm saying? But that's, that is weird that, because you, I mean, you guys had some backing or, or whatever, right, with the label. You guys were signed to Absolute Records. Um, I don't know what all that entails. It, it definitely put out some. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Decent, mu- you know what I'm saying, music videos that at the time looked like they were pretty high budget, you know what I'm saying? Look like actors and just the editing skills for the time, you know what I'm saying? What all did that entail with a record label? Like, what perks did you get? You talked about maybe having some people, obviously you guys were in magazines, you guys were getting played on the radio, things like that, that you kind of have to have a manager and those people to do that. Is that kind of what the uh, record label, uh, you know what I'm saying, brought for you guys? Because back then it held a lot of weight you know what i'm saying versus the independent route now where you know you can do a lot of that stuff you know yourself yeah it was almost necessary that at the time to kind of try to really do something uh, you're saying what did they kind of bring to the table yeah i mean what was it yeah because you, you i mean you hear so much stuff with with uh you know what i'm saying record deals and a lot of bands a lot of rappers or whoever starting out even some people even being naive now they want a record deal they think you've made it if you have the record deal when now you're talking about the the as, as many people as we're reaching right now listening to this podcast you could do it on your own and and without having to be in a hole so many thousand dollars so so maybe i'm asking how much you know was the budget for that video what perks did you get did you guys have to sign a 360 deal where you got money and then had to pay it back later like what all was an album uh, you know what I'm saying? Like as as far as a record deal for an early, you know what I'm saying? Ninety nine, two thousand Christian artists or band. It was uh, for us. Um, they essentially they were a um, the the label put up or you know they their their obligation I guess I could say uh, was to cover recording of masters and you know all the mixing and all that and then uh they lined up distribution deals um they did some publicity work uh and there was no there wasn't any sort of upfront money money like everybody got ten thousand dollars each or nothing you know just all the myths and stuff that people assume for something watching tv there was the money that went up front was was put forward to like record and produce mm-hmm. and it paid for studio time and whatnot and that was all like their like we ne- nothing got handed to us it was all like yeah. 
show up here on this date and this time yeah. and, and then <laughs> do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, here's the schedule of, you know, what this is going on. And we've got some, there's some interviews lined up and there's these, these uh, festivals that, that want to book you. And I think that, <laughs> I don't know when I talk to people, I guess about how that kind of stuff works in my mind, I think of it as like, uh, you know, like uh, it's like a bank loan. The label's the bank, except for yeah. the interest rate a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> the interest, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole thing now with the 360 deal. Everybody gets all this money and, and they go on tours and all this stuff, even now with artists. Um, but people don't know that those artists have to pay that money back, like all the, the comps and things that they get. And you have to pay that money back well, or whatever, you know? Every i'm not we did learn a lot though i'm really thankful for that experience i mean because we thought we knew what we were doing and we i mean we really had no clue i mean i mean at least that was my experience once we got involved with the label and we kind of started doing everything we were doing with the label and then you realize how clueless we really were coming into the whole thing mm-hmm. so moving forward it's probably good to know that you know guys don't have because everybody's like let me you know drop a couple singles and hopefully i'll get picked up or whatever and even now getting picked up by even like somebody like capital or like a bigger a bigger company that just you kind of sign on for like you know what i'm saying distribution and things like that if that's even a thing anymore really you know what i'm saying but yeah. uh you know there's people who want that but even now they just look at artists who are already you know have right a you know what i'm saying presence <laughs> online a social status online youtube following facebook twitter instagram all that well, kind of stuff if you're if you're attractive to them, then that means you already are doing something exactly. or they see something in you of value. So it's kind of like, well, just keep doing what you're doing then anyway. Yeah, that's how it is now. <laughs> no, absolutely right. There's there's a lot there's a lot of things that you know certain um, groups of you know it just it's like any other business, and and of course, if a record label sees somebody doing something already that that on their meter seems to register good, you know, obviously if your business is to, uh, to make money, you know, in the music industry and whatnot, obviously you want to, you want to go after people that are already doing stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way back in the day. It was kind of the same way. If you weren't, if you weren't out there like working, um, yeah, they want a two day effort. They had, you know, nobody really had an interest in in yeah. picking you up. And on the whole, uh, the whole record label or the, the the deal end of things, every I don't know how, what they're like these days. Um, I don't even know why they need to exist. Yeah, but apparently, but every everyone is different. Um, it's all like individual. Sure, there's probably these these parameters that are somewhat you know a b and c is is always part of a deal but everything is so different for what you're signing it's like like it's like a business deal you you approach like say from a record if we were a record label and we're looking to sign a a group we're going to look at what they're doing look at what they've done and if that gets put on the table, the 
upfront money, you know, then it could become a thing depending on what, what that artist is doing, you know, but it's not always like cookie cutter. You're set. It's all like, oh, yeah. If you get signed, if we get signed, we're set type deal. That's what a lot of people think. So no, no. Nope. <laughs> so you guys probably aren't happen. seeing any money like even off of the old records. Now are you guys seeing any type of, of uh, residuals or royalties uh, to this day? No, no YouTube money, no iTunes, anything coming in. Yeah. That's kind of a complicated thing that we're kind of uh, still trying to work out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, moving forward now, everything's changed, and it's a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? So moving forward. Um, but, um, you know what I'm saying, talking about that and talking about the um, the uh, music video for Low, which was one that I ordered off of the website or maybe even had to write in and send money. I don't know, but I actually had – I still have it somewhere, the VHS that was sent in the mail with the music wow. video for Low on it, man. So I bought that back in the day, man. And uh, very cool okay. video. You know what I'm saying? Very, uh, it seemed like a high-budget yeah. video. Even now, like, go, even, you know what I'm saying, going back and revisiting it, it still seems like a high-budget video. So kudos that you guys got that out of the deal as well. I mean, there's a, a whole storyline treatment. It's shot really well over the shoulder with the storyline. A bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, several different sh- um, <laughs> several shots of, of you guys performing and stuff, too. Um, so it's, it's, it's cool, and it still kind of holds up. Yeah. It is a decently decent done video well done for you know at the time it yeah. was it was way cool mm. uh and and actually it, it's what you've you've mentioned the it seemed like a high budget um video the story <laughs> this is a good story you know a lot of a lot of the music business uh is you know who you know and and the right time and the production company that did that video happened to know the, the, the guy that owned the record label. Um, everybody, everybody in, in the Tennessee music industry, uh, in the Nashville music industry kind of knows everybody. And that's where our label was out of. And so this, this production company was, really i think recently put together but the guy that was heading it up he had a lot of experience in in video production and he was he was going into more music video production with his company and he was just at the onset really of of his company like starting to grow some legs and he he basically um i think our record label covered like costs associated with some of the production um, and then like lunch, but they, they basically did that video as a, almost a, uh, a freebie to our label uh, because they wanted, they they were putting together their own promotional material to say, look, see what we can do, you know? Uh, I never, I never even knew that. And and so we got, and I remember hearing one of the guys on the set towards the end of the day, um, talking to somebody else, saying that was that was easily a hundred thousand dollar video. Huh? And I was like, wow, that's 
that amazed me first of all because we spent like not even a full wow. maybe 10 hours yeah. <laughs> a, a 10 hour day and and there was some some actors that showed up for a, a casting call sort of thing or you know hey you want to be in a video uh i'm not even sure if they made any money it, you know mm-hmm. um just get your name out and, there a little bit get your face out there right mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that right. in entertainment. A and lot hey, of <laughs> hey, I mean, moving forward, I mean, you know, everybody can, you know, what I'm saying, work together. All, you know, if you are a videographer and you're looking, you know, do something for free. If you're trying, I mean, there's a lot of up and coming people in the market now. People who are up and coming, whether you're an artist or you create, you know, what I'm saying, you do photo shoots. Hey, let's do a photo shoot, and I'll just tell everybody you did it and i've got so many followers like you know what i'm saying networking and stuff like that so that's definitely a way for people to get out there today you know because there's because because even with that budget you're talking about a hundred thousand dollars and there's just crazy budgets that all the major videos back then were that's like you know what i'm saying a low budget for a video a hundred thousand people paying two hundred thousand and stuff you and and then I, I even heard people saying, "Well, yeah, I paid this other guy twenty thousand and paid." You know what I'm saying? Later in 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 in, in the era or whatever, now you can get somebody fresh out of college who's just a beast with After Effects and get something at yeah. least ten times better for like seven hundred bucks or something. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think a part too, of that though, right? <laughs> was the kind of stuff that was being made in the industry too, because the sale, you know, the sales were like at their peak or something, you know what I mean? So, you know, I think it's all, you know, it's all a big system. I mean, if you're making that kind of money, then people who are doing that kind of work are going to charge that kind of money and, you know, and so on. (laughs) I am the media. I'm here to mold you. Oh yeah. (laughs) Cringy man for when I do it. But, um, uh, the uh, music video for low like i said there was uh you know there's a there's a lot of different shots that were done you know you guys performing in different places um there was one shot with the band playing and then there was another shot i wanted to ask you because this this shot always stood out to me there's one shot of the band playing and the drummer is playing like air drums without his set maybe they went to a location and he they put that shot in there with him playing without the drums for some reason i just remember hold on pause that rewind it what's what's going on here what's the story about the drummer playing the air drums man what's the deal with that that was or where that came from or what i i i don't know either i i don't even remember um the incident of of and just doing it i don't know i don't know man you know what? i think he used <laughs> to always do that like on the sideline and maybe they just filmed him or something and threw it in there yeah that's one thing that, that, that always st- of, stood that out kind to of me person, like do that we're listening to like playback at yeah. the studio or something it's yeah. that kind of a person maybe they just filmed him did he asked that. To, did he ask to say hey hey let's get a shot of me <laughs> behind the band <laughs> You know what? Know. It's, it's very possible. Yeah. That was that that would have been Andy, mm-hmm. like for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. And then you guys are like, "Why is this in the video?" <laughs> right? Yeah. Put it in. I mean, have, I mean, I mean, this was something that was discussed, right? You guys ha- had to have seen it and looked at each other, you know, at the at the end, like, "Hey, we're thankful, but this is weird." Was that any of that ever? This is. I'm not the first one who said something about that, right? 
brought that up because I think every time I see it, I'm like, who? I know. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. You know what? I don't even. I can't even picture. But it's only for like a split second. I know, right? And that's of, this the second that catches your attention. Funny that you know. Actually, yeah. I can't picture even where it's at or what it. Like when wow. you brought it up, I'm like, what? I you just blacked I don't it know. out. It was just such. You just had to black it out just for. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wouldn't piss you off. Huh? I'm joking. <laughs> joking, man. It's good stuff. But um, yeah, so I mean, all, I mean, all of this stuff we're talking about, people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, at at the end of the podcast, I'm gonna plug the, these songs and stuff again, so you guys can go check them out. Um, ch- check out this, this the older stuff that they put out. It's all available on um online on YouTube. You can check that out. I'll plug it. We're gonna get into some of the newer music. This is the first album. We're talking about an album that, like you said, was recorded 18 years ago. But we're going back, reliving some of this stuff like it was yesterday, right? I feel like this is one of the interviews that you you guys probably should have did 18 years ago, even, right? But we're, we're you know, what I'm saying there's something about nostalgia. There's something about, and I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get to the, the the fact of, you know, what I'm saying the next album changed a little bit sonically. Um, there was this uh, death of new metal for a while, but now there's a resurgence. Now I feel like even now, somebody like someone who's a fan of metal in general can pick up that older stuff and, and become a, a fan of it today. Most of the music I listen to is older music anyway. You know what I'm saying? And, and stuff that I'm just finding that was put out in 1999 and I can't stop listening to it. Like I, I, I feel like that album is definitely, you know what I'm saying? One of those albums moving forward. So, but yeah, fiction was the, um, the next release, right? It was the sophomore release. Um, a lot of uh different sound changes on there um was there was there different people involved on 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 the uh, writing and recording process of that album the second release yeah 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 we had we had a a different drummer and a different one of the other guitar player yeah um Changed out, and I think I think maybe we did some of the writing. There so was, you, a, there was so, a short. So you didn't really play on that album too much, Brandon, or or, or not at all, or how? Oh, Brandon did all. Yeah, I've I've done all. Like I've been a part of all of it. Yeah, but the other guitar yeah, player, guitar player yeah. um, from the original album, uh, he was replaced for a time period, and then that guy ended up leaving. And we took on another one, and and some of the material from the second record was written like amongst oh, okay. uh, with with those two 
guitar right. players, mm-hmm. um, and then the new drummer, and he he added a new dynamic to the sound of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the drummer did, yeah, and and then the guitar work I think was just maybe a little more mature. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I think that from the first in general, just more I, maybe guitar you know, and vocal stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was a little different. more grown. It was, yeah, it was different than the first album. I think a lot of people, I, you know what I'm saying, definitely me, was looking forward to get like a, a part two of the self-titled. And so Fiction was was different. I got that. Man, I, I ordered it from the label. I got it, I, I got it in. And um, um, I feel like you guys may have not even been together much longer after that release maybe. Or would I, I know I didn't hear much from you guys. How, how, how much longer did, did you guys stay together as a band after the release of that album? You know, I think we were done before it even came out. Yeah, really. The, the yeah. album, the album was recorded. Yeah, um, there was a big gap at the end of, uh, or maybe throughout two thousand one, and it was it was second one. Yeah, and I, I really? think it was supposed to be out at the end of two thousand one, um, and then it got switched up to. Like, or maybe, or something. Right. Uh it, it kept getting pushed back to where it was it was all of a sudden it was gonna be like oh three, February of oh three or something. Yeah. And and that Cause right it was always that, on the website, but it was never but it was it never came out. Someone says oh right. two, uh Jackie Randall says it was two thousand and two in the chat. That's second one came out? No. That's when it was supposed to come out. Online, oh, okay. I think yeah. it said 2006. Is that too like, too too far ahead? 2006 is what it said online. One website. Yeah, think, yeah. When it came out, yeah. But I think it only came out. Yeah, it, but was, it was like, like six four or years like between like recording the first one and the second one. So that's what I thought. There was, and then there was like a two year between when we recorded it and it came out, or something like that. It was something crazy like that. I don't remember, but it never got released when the band was still together. Yeah. Um, we ended up, we, we came, we were out actually pushing that record, um, touring and one of our stops stays at home for a few months at a time. Um, we ended up like losing that guitar player that we had. He's like, listen, this isn't going to work. Uh, I need to do something different. I need to make more money in my life, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> so that started the crumbling of, like, he left, and then there was an issue that came up with the drummer. And then it was like, it was down to Brandon, Justin, and I again. And we were talking, all right, we got to fill these positions and keep doing what we're doing. And during that time period, uh, it was just a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, I had ended up moving from where I lived, you know, like out of state. And, but we were still going to try to string this together. And then we, then we catch word that, uh, the bass player is leaving to go play with this other outfit. And it's like, Oh, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess we're not really a band anymore. I guess we're not doing this. And then it was a few years later, that friction came out finally released um and you know 
I won't make any comments on that, <laughs> on that one, but uh, we, we had long been kind of disbanded um, when it did come out. And it was, uh, it was a little bit disheartening um, the way there's things a, went. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, I don't know what happened, you know what I'm saying, with the band and everything. I mean, it always, it's hard keeping a band together. It's, it's a lot more fun than doing the solo thing. I, I do the solo thing now because of that right it's a lot more fun being on stage with a bunch of brothers and being able to glory together the bible even talks about that like when, when like when you have you have victories you can celebrate together versus just you by yourself right um but it's hard to keep it together man and so but you know what i'm saying right when that album came out when it was released and you guys have broken up you know what i'm saying you said a few years before or whatever there was kind of the death of new metal right like it would just it just became redundant. Fred Durst was everywhere, like took something and just they're just new metal bands sounding like other bands popping up and something that was really cool got old really fast. And um, you started to see a lot of those bands die out um, because it was more rap influence. I would say you guys I wouldn't even say that you guys were, you know, what I'm saying rap metal. That was even that term, but it it, it began it, it became something that was laughed at, right? Rap core, rap yeah. metal or whatever. Yeah. And uh and something uh -huh. that faded out. The hardcore scene, especially the Christian hardcore scene, blew up and took off. There were bands around that time that were starting to transition um and I think it I think a lot of that sound was birthed in the Christian underground scene with bands like Zayo and then Under Oath, Norma Jean, As I Lay Dying. All of these names are, you know what I'm saying, Emory Christian bands that the hardcore took hardcore dancing to a new level. I knew people who would worship and do hardcore dancing, like really get in that warfare. And it, it that was birthed at youth groups and stuff and then went to bars and then started to kind of catch on uh to the secular world and then so the roles were kind of reversed in that aspect because it wasn't the christian bands like hey man can we can we be like a a christian version of these guys it was almost like the secular guys seeing what the christians were doing and then responding okay we can add killer breakdowns haste the day brutal breakdowns man those guys two-step dancing all of the stuff that kind of changed uh, Christian metal, and but with that, it put the new metal or rap metal on the back burner, and uh, you've seen a lot of those bands um, struggle to survive. Um, Project 86, a, a lot of people mentioned the Project 86 in the chat. I, I interviewed Andrew Schwab and had the same conversation with him on, on the podcast, um, so everybody go check that out, but you know, even Project 86, like, they changed their style and even almost, like, denounced, we don't do that. And if we don't rap or whatever, we're not in change the style, change the music. Pax 217, that we talked about earlier, he was he did a lot of rapping, 311 vibe. That faded out. He was into more, like, um, post-rock type stuff or whatever. They quit rapping, right? And and as that era, it was the end of an era, some of these Christian bands tried to, Tried to hold on to it, and they got left behind if they did. But if they changed their style, some of them were able to keep going. A lot of bands, soft, uh, you know what I'm saying, sophomore releases kind of fell through. 38th Parallel was a big one. Um, killer first album, Turned the Tides. They came out with their second album and kind of broke up the same way. Tried to keep it going and, and couldn't do it. And uh, and there's the, the second album came. It was just totally different. 
like trying to stay relevant or whatever when this other because you're doing festivals where all these hardcore fans are hardcore kids and then you're getting up there doing rap metal and they laugh at it it's just kind of it, that was the process did you guys that, that would be tough that would be tough to <laughs> i mean we never went down that road so i don't i don't really so yeah, you guys were done before it kind of switched it before it kind of switched over right you guys weren't trying to because because you know what i'm saying even though it, it's not rap metal i don't even think it's rap core there there's rap cadences in your vocal patterns right that's definitely there right. but i wouldn't i wouldn't call it rap core um you guys weren't trying to hang on to any of that with with uh with a friction it was a different album it sounded it sounded totally different so there was no you guys weren't drowned it out it was just kind of some stuff that kind of some schisms that happened within the band that you guys disbanded way before that whole tide came right 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 yeah basically <laughs> did you guys still yeah. stay in the scene at all because i was want to ask i was want to ask you i mean have you were, were you doing any other vocals at the time did you mess with any other bands have you tried any any solo stuff like that have you guys played with other bands or anything since then after after the band kind of fell apart um and then I, w I had a lot of personal stuff going on in my personal life uh, shortly thereafter. Um, I ended up moving back shortly after I moved out of state. I moved back. Um, and I kind of, um, you know, some of the other guys were still doing stuff in music. Brandon was doing stuff in music. I got more into production. and I mean, yeah, I worked on some different projects and stuff, but... Uh, I guess, yeah, more of the production. I just laid back, didn't do much of, uh, didn't do much of anything. Um, I, you know, I would dabble around with my own, you know, computer stuff and, and put together, you know, pieces and <laughs> I would do some vocal work on it, but I wasn't doing anything with, with any other. Yeah. Nothing worth putting, you know what I'm saying? Putting out or trying to market or nothing like that. Just kind of experimenting a little bit. Right. Yeah. And it um, wasn't until recent. It wasn't until recent that, um, like, I I had this vision to, you know, do something more in music. Um, and I actually did start, I did get involved just recently in the past couple of years with getting back to doing vocals. And Brandon and I, we started communicating again after a long while of not really talking much. And, there was talk of, you know, I, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And he's like, well, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And and in those conversations, it, it was like, well, Hey, since we're kind of both looking at doing music, why don't we, why don't we uh, put some D5D material out there? And, and that's what, that's, that's what, what right now. transpired to bring us here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what we're here to talk about. Forget all the old stuff. Let's talk about the new music. Right. <laughs> Um, it's iconic, dude. You know what I'm saying? You gotta uh, know where you came from. And I, and like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let everybody know to go back and listen to that stuff. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Moving forward with the new music, like, I mean, what can we expect? You guys have a single that's available right now. People can, can, can actually go and, and, and listen to a single. But how long has it been that you guys have been kind of messing with the idea or even jamming together, writing, recording? How long has this been? We're talking just a few months or a year or so. How long has it been since just even this idea and then starting to kind of move forward with it? Probably almost a year. 
now. Yeah, I think we started, we started discussing it, yeah, maybe a year ago, but uh I mean it was a while before we ever really ever got together on it, I guess, you could say. But yeah, discussing it, it's been a minute, year, maybe. Yeah. And and putting some material together, mm-hmm. um writing and, and getting getting stuff. This guy's the, the recording uh the recording studio master right here, the mix master. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that single has been done for a minute and we just kind of, we decided that we were going to drop it on, on Christmas for a little Christmas present before the end of the year. <laughs> What's the response been so far? Uh, haven't, we haven't really heard any feedback. We haven't, we're going to put up, um, we're going to put up a video shortly to the whole thing and put it up on YouTube and, and see, um, but as far as when we, when we dropped it out there, we had a good response off yeah. of our, our email list that yeah. responded to it. I mean, hey, man, I signed up for this 18 years ago and I'm finally getting an email. <laughs> What? What? I said that like I signed up for this 18 years ago, and I'm finally getting an email from these guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of you know, say Hotmail and stuff like that. Outlook oh, Express, right. you know, yeah. right, right. AOL. Com yeah. email address was popping up in there, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> some some Netscape. Yeah. Net. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Um, so I guess, you know what I'm saying, this is part of getting the word out, right? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Doing these interviews and kind of talking about the new music, talking about the vision moving forward. Um, what can we expect from the new the, the uh, new album? And, uh, and, and this isn't, I'm talking to you about this, but you know what I'm saying? People are going to talk amongst themselves. It has right. a, it has a stone sour esque to it the the uh it, at least the vocal patterns i and i say that as a compliment as far as what i hear sonically like as i'm listening to it as a fan i'm like okay these five down put out a new song is it gonna be uh you know what i'm saying um friction or is it gonna be you know what i'm saying the debut yeah. and listen to it okay okay it's a little bit of both it's a little bit of something new something different to the table and his vocal patterns is less of the cold chamber sound and more of a postmodern rock sound which is good and i like it so kudos to that i hope you take that as a compliment that's just as a listener and as a fan that's what i hear that's cool yeah cool. cory taylor man, <laughs> I mean, one of the best vocalists of our time man you know uh, right i like i like his vocal yeah i'm doing what i'm doing today man i think because of that album dude you know what i'm saying the first these five down album i like to kind of pay homage and you know talk about my influence and as a young christian like getting into music and stuff that music had a big impact on me and my friends and going to the, yeah. the christian like our, our friday and saturday nights were hanging out at the christian music stores and they would let you open a cd and listen to it in the store we're like hey check this check this out you know we would let them listen to zayo no that's too hard dude check this one out it sounds like corn let's get it whatever mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so there was so many nights and then so many church youth group guys with piercings and stuff and wearing black t- band t-shirts and like hey 
and even using it as a ministry tool type deal. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's the nostalgia aspect of it all. But I'm excited to hear what you guys are bringing to the table moving forward. Um, I'm excited for it, man. You have a fan in, in me, and I'm going to do what I can to kind of, you know what I'm saying, uh, let my fan base know about it. Because I don't know, you know, if I would be doing what I'm doing stylistically if it wasn't for people like you guys doing it, right? Um there's a lot yeah, of stuff always- that I bring into my hip hop that is influenced by the whispers and the, you know what I'm saying, the breakdowns and the buildups and stuff that was all in the music. And I was definitely was and am a fan of these five down. Even before I knew that you guys were, were even working on new stuff. We have a discord community where we hang out and play music. And I've been, I've been letting everybody hear y'all's music in the discord and playing him. And they're like, people have never heard of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? These new Christians and stuff. And it's like, you got to revisit this, yeah. stuff, man. So cool. I'm excited for you guys moving forward, man. And uh, but let me ask you this about the writing process a little bit. Some of the videos that I've seen of you guys just released in the studio, that little teaser, who's all working on the music? So is it just you two kind of putting the music together yourselves, doing the drum tracking, whether you're using uh, Cubase or Fruity Loops or whatever, tracking the drums that way? Or are you guys layering all the music yourselves kind of working on it? Or do you have other people coming in, laying bass riffs and doing the drums and stuff like that. I think we're kind of experimenting really with uh, different ways of going about it. Um, you know, we talked about having other people involved, maybe other guys that were a part, a part, you know, in the past, maybe for a song. I thought it'd be cool to maybe do a song with each of the guys that were involved before or something. One song with, you know, this guy that was a part, you know, like the song with him, song with him. We've talked, we've threw around, uh, you know, a few different ideas, but um, as of now, it's not really a live band type of thing. It's, you know, it's more like a writing session, mm-hmm. recording thing. I'm, I don't know what it'll be like. I mean, I'm open for whatever, you know, I think it'd be cool to do that too. It'd be like, Hey, let's write some material in a room with the, you know, with five guys and the amps all the way up and, you know, like, yeah, I'm up for really yeah, a good song, a good song. That's my opinion. But uh, you know, so far that that single uh, that we've released, that's that's been put together essentially by by him. He, it's it's an old song. Um, we were opening up our set uh, when we were out pushing the second record with that song. <laughs> wow, <laughs> and, really, and and. It, it never, yeah. not not really sure why it didn't. Uh, it may, maybe it was budget, maybe it was other reasons. But uh, the label, I'm not even sure if we recorded it, but they were aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly it didn't make same. it, to, but didn't make it to the record. Um, so we yeah. figured he picked it apart. You know, I'm sure he maybe remembered some of the stuff, but he we pulled it off of. Uh, a video that somebody had put up of a live performance of ours. Mm-hmm. And we used that audio and he picked it apart and kind of put it back together again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly the same, but that's, you know, you know, it's like 80% there or, you know, something yeah. of what but it it's was. a new recording though. It's an old song, but a new recording, right? Right. Yeah. There's some changes to it. Right. Small. Yeah. Some little changes, but Yeah. Well, I think uh, in our, like, you know, we had been talking about it for like a year now. I think in the beginning, 
you know, we were all excited about just working on some, uh, some new music. But then when you get into, uh, like how you had mentioned nostalgia a few times, you know, initially it was like, Oh, it'll just be exciting to do some, some stuff again, you know, work together again, do some new stuff. But then, um, I think it can be easy to kind of overthink it because of, uh, the history of the group. And, and you know, then you have the other two out, you know, like if you were to go out and start a new project tomorrow, there's really no expectations of anything. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of like balancing that, you know, cause, but it, it kind of goes back to our roots. What were we doing then? We were just making stuff that we like. So, I mean, uh, if we just stick to that, whatever that is today, you know. Well, what's the? Right. I mean, what's the? What what's the name of the man? Uh, the, the name of the band mean? What does these five down mean? <laughs> we, <clears throat> we had that question a lot back in the day, and they want they they want us us like a spiritual explanation. Five guys yeah. who are down with yeah, Jesus. It really is. It was, I mean, that's yeah. how it was back then. Yeah. When there wasn't when there wasn't a, a spiritual um, meaning behind the band. Some people were like, seriously, yeah. You just their, their whole countenance shifted. Like, what? I can't believe. Like, yeah. they just couldn't believe that it, there was no spiritual significance because to the name, there's really not. We just thought it was cool, just like the music we were doing. We thought it was cool. We thought the name was cool and it fit. Um, and it just it was a phrase that came out in conversation, and. And when we would tell people how it came about, you know, some people would be like heartbroken. Like they were expecting yeah. some huge. And y'all <laughs> didn't make insight. up any any stories. Y'all didn't make up any stories because I mean, we we were in the Christian bands and we we had some weird names and and I and I remember hearing our guitarists make up some. We we, we actually had a band called the, uh, Six Hours Frail. Six Hours Frail, and. Um, and I remember hearing him saying there was Jesus hung on the cross for six hours or something. It was just like he would tell people, and it was like, man, this is crazy. So, did y'all have any? Did anybody anybody try to explain to their grandmother or the pastor? Yeah, you know, I mean, there was no stories or nothing like that. No, it was always a brief, uh, pretty much a brief. Hey, it, it kind of applies to the, there's five guys in the band. Mm -hmm. We're all down with each other, down with what we're doing. These five down, you know. <laughs> What's interesting is it didn't even come, it didn't even come from the, the the five guys in the band. It was about like writing songs, but I think people when they hear it, they automatically assume right. that it had to do with that there was originally five people in the group. Even if there's six so I, people in the group moving forward or two moving forward, right? Keep, stick with the name, anyways. But right, yeah. But people always assume that. That's what they. I think that's just what people automatically yeah. assume. Well, the new, the uh, the uh, single that's out is called "The Coming of the Sun." Um, is and and I know I know time has a way of changing people, your beliefs and structures and we kind of covered that just a little bit so it's kind of i don't know if i would say a preachy song but there's images of g of like angels and jesus and devils and stuff like that and, and and even the old stuff was kind of really strong spiritual in your face themes um some people have kind of backed away from that of being less preachy and more allegory more let me just show you how i live let me just tell you about my trials as a christian type deal um is it so are you guys moving forward is it going to remain 
remain a Christ, a quote unquote Christian band or Christians in a band. Which, which are you? I need to know right now. Those type of, you know, questions. <laughs> uh, we've always kind of sort of been the, the Christians in a band sort of mentality. That's kind of been our approach since the beginning. And there's, there's have you been ever been asked? Of, have you ever been asked that other than, are you a Christian yeah. man or Christians in a band? Like that was a thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of quite the talking point. It seems when you're in a Christian hard rock band, yeah. if you're not doing church music, mm-hmm. um, there's this this different line of questioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know how I don't know how Nate feels about it because he's the vocalist and I, you know, he writes the lyrics, but. You know, I'm a musician, so I don't really feel like, um, it, is it, I don't necessarily, I don't feel like I have a ministry, if that's what you want to call it. I don't feel like I'm a, a, a preacher that does music. So I guess I don't really think about it like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since he, he does the lyrics, you know, maybe it's different for you. You know, I, it's not like... <clears throat> Uh, I mean, I don't know if my guitar is saved. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's a believer. I, Look, man, I knew I knew gospel rappers who wouldn't who wouldn't purchase yeah. instrumentals and beats from secular artists if they made a fire beat or it had to be a Christian who made that track to rap on. Yeah, and that's, I can, yeah, that's I mean, I can see, yeah, I can, I can, that's I'm cool for, if that. that's how right. if, if that's what somebody you know right. if, if that's their preference. And they just want to work with, you know, Christian artists or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's I all good. Supporting that. I totally get that. Supporting that. Like, you're a believer. You want to support other believers. And I totally get that. Well, they didn't want to get yeah. possessed by any spirits. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. a funny thing. <laughs> I, I think, I think, uh, so, like, lyrically, there's going to... There's some metaphorical sort of stuff, but there's also some some straight up just in your face with what's being said. And I and I it's it's gonna there's gonna be a familiarity to some of what's being said. And it's a, it'll resonate with people, whether they identify as a Christian or not, sort of thing. Uh they'll they'll be able to maybe some people will be able to just respect what the piece of music is for what it is. Now, in terms of like coming of the sun, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of, uh, really it's, I I mean, I guess that's a pretty bold, straightforward line. You know, you you never thought you'd miss seeing the, the, the end starts and, you know, just that whole theme of, of the end time thing and the coming of the sun. Um, but, you know, throughout it, if you really kind of pay attention, it's, it's really asking, what are you doing with your life? You know, what are you doing with your life today? Um, and I, I know there's people out there that have thought about the concept of, you know, the return of, of Christ and the end times, the end of the world. I mean, that's, that's, that's mainstream like themes in everything right now, uh-huh. you know, 
So it's not like it's uh, going to be. I guess people will be able to identify, I think, uh, whether they identify with being of Christian beliefs or not. They'll, they'll be able to um, identify with the lyric. I so think. is there is there some more stuff? So I know this is an older song, just, re, just you know what I'm saying, re-record it, put out or whatever. Um, do you have do you have new material? Are you currently writing for some for some new stuff that you're working on? Is it kind of coming out the same? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Vocal. There is. There's. There's. We have quite a few wo- tracks in the works. Yeah. And and, um, there's there's a mix there's a mix of um, there's a little bit heavier, a little bit uh, you know throwback. Yeah. To the old, you know, kind of as far as vocally, um, a little more aggressive than this coming of the sun. Yeah. Um, this, this, this was more of a, see, back in the day, I kind of viewed coming of the sun as like almost another rendition or another, a, a similar piece to him as far as its heaviness. Mm-hmm. It's not very, not a really heavy song. I mean, it is, it is for what it is, but it's, I guess I'm, it's on the softer side of what we're known yeah. for. <laughs> were and, you or are you a Cold Chamber fan? Was that an influence at all on, on the Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I really liked Cold Chamber a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> and and apparently they had a, a, a big influence on my, on my vocal style. <laughs> Everybody knows it. <laughs> I just got to I just got to see uh last year my wife uh got me um tickets for my birth for Christmas and we went um last year I believe it was and went to Atlanta and seen um um Orgy and Power Man and that was that was good stuff. Good nice. stuff. And you got yeah. the Power Man influence as well. I definitely hear Spider Zombie in in your vocals too. But we also hear Nate, so it's all good. Um Right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, exci- excited about that. I wanted to ask you just a little bit too about uh, um, touring or whatever, like some of the experiences on the road, um, playing with other Christian bands or whatever the case is in general. How many shows do you think you guys did together? I have no idea. A lot. It was a lot because <laughs> there's not a lot of proof online anymore, right? I remember. I remember even. Seeing some stuff. Did you guys play at the Revelation Room with uh, Travail one year? I, I feel like I remember seeing in Texas. I think it was. It's possible. It's it sounds familiar. We played. We were the Purple we Door, maybe a place over, called the Purple all Door. All over the country, man. Yeah. All over the country for a couple of years, and it was good times. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you how many shows there were, yeah. or. <laughs> who was on yeah right it was all a blur it was all a dream <laughs> well man i'm I'm excited for uh you know what i'm saying new material somebody uh adam in the chat says uh we need to have a true seek of these five down song we we need to yeah. make it happen man i i need to send you something to get on man get on a, get on a track with me rip it up I hear yeah song. cool yeah, fun. make it happen um Actually- go ahead no, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> what, are you going to say something about a hip-hop song that you were working on? <laughs> no, no, I was going to bring something up, but it, 
kind of irrelevant, but that's my style. So, so, <laughs> so I guess the so I guess the plan for the new stuff though is we. I mean, we're kind of writing, you know, one completing one at a time kind of thing. You know, that's kind of I guess the modern way, kind of releasing, you know, releasing them as they come together. I guess then you don't feel rushed to, you know, have ten songs that you know only two of them are good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, just with the way the industry's changed, that's kind of the what we're thinking, I guess, as of now. And then uh, we were kind of shooting for it. We'd like to try to have something every month. I don't know if you want to talk about some of the concepts or uh, ideas for that. Just, uh, you know, essentially we're going to, our attempt is going to be to put out at least a single each month. Um, we've got some other ideas as far as like uh, video stuff that's going to, coincide with the singles um and and we want to give i guess with the whole new media scene and kind of some of a mix of both of our interests uh we want to give more than just music we're going to do videos with want to do videos with each track um and and I, that's more my ballpark of things. Uh, I'm into that realm of of media, and it'll be cool, you know, if if we can if we can get it all correlated and do that, you know, once a month, drop a single and a video, and uh, just kind of see what see what unfolds. Um, I've even talked to Brandon about maybe maybe putting together a regular regularly scheduled like video cast video show mm-hmm. podcast um a certain certain time each uh month or maybe a couple times a month um just to because this is the new media landscape you, you you've you've got to be present and interact yeah with, with who's out there paying attention and that's how you get more people paying attention, right? Yep. <laughs> and there's yep. so much. I mean, there's so much stuff. Uh, I mean, I guess it's hard to say what the future holds, but you know, we've had people already ask us about uh, touring and shows. Shows, we're ready, and, man. Like, <laughs> we're ready. And, uh, yeah. And book uh, show dates, and um, well, you know, it's exciting, and you know, we're. Uh, you know, excited for whatever may come, but you know, we're trying to stay like, well, we got to have some material first. We need to stay focused on that. Yeah. <laughs> right. That'd be good. Time being. <laughs> yeah. So and, what do you talk about? Go ahead. We talked about ways that we might be able to, uh, you know, if that, if that idea rolls into a realm of possibility, um, you know, playing shows or any of that, we've talked about, possible solutions to a show if it stays the two of us or if yeah if there, there's more added on for a I've live been show to, i've been i've been to I mean, many a show without a bass player and they're you know they're going to a, a backing bass track that sounds like a live bassist there and other other stuff mm-hmm. incorporated as well so it's a thing right mm-hmm. right and it it can it can work these days Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's crazy. I mean, that's a whole another subject. Is how like that that became way more uh, acceptable. I mean, I uh, 
I worked on a project, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, and there was a lot of backing tracks and um, pre-recorded stuff. And I felt like at that time, it was not really acceptable. It was like um, people expected everything to be live. And then it's like how things have changed now, yeah. you know, where like the DJ has just exploded and now it's, it's became the norm. People don't really, uh, <laughs> they don't think like that anymore. Even if, even if everything's unplugged and they're acting like they're mixing stuff right. and everybody's just into it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. These DJ, I'm, some of these DJs are some of the biggest acts around right now. And I mean, they they're got a laptop. There. They're just standing there. They're their hands up. Yeah. And they're making a killing. Right. They're making a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it's just crazy how much that's changed. Cause like I said, like, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, I mean, I wouldn't want to be that guy on stage. I deal with it now, man. I deal with it now with the hip hop. So there's a ton of stuff that I do in my vocals that I produce this sound that I love. I mean, there's whispers going in and different, and this is over hip hop music, right? Whispering, I'll do a regular track and then there's a whisper track maybe even screams in in a hip-hop song there's so much i do there's auto-tune with my singing that's not the best but i can get it to where i i like it then trying to pull it off live and then doing the whole song or even a whole set i can't i i'm honest i can't pull that stuff off it's too it's too hard so there's stuff that i can do in, in the studio that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It sounds, and you can punch. If I run out of breath, I can punch in in the studio. Hey, let me try that again. Punch in, right. run with it, and never. And I'm throwing all these syllables together that I cannot do live. I'm gasping. There's no inflection in my voice because I'm trying to get everything out, man. Because I try to speak with such power, and it's hard to do live. So even in right. the hip hop, there's this thing. Hey, those guys are using backing vocals or you're not they just want to play the beat and then expect you're going to get a really bad show if i have to do that and i've tried it i'm still experimenting of how much of a backing track maybe only the chorus maybe only the rhyming words but it's a thing too especially with underground hip-hop because they want to see if you really got skill can you really do it right, and I'm yeah, like, the, i can't bro uh, there's you know. uh, right still about the like rap the whole like rap battle mentality yeah. like they want to see what kind of bars you have on the fly and like yeah like uh just a different thing yep 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 and I, i've even in it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way i remember just seeing in the local scene bone thugs and harmony right they they came and did a show locally several years back and, I'm, and they had a uh, they had several uh local rappers opening up for them and then the next day, there was just all this trash talk on the freaking living legends, Bone Thugs and Harmony, um, how they had backing tracks. Oh, they're oh. cheating, man. I can't believe that, man. They're just lip syncing. And they're not lip syncing. Like, they're doing it with a backing track and stuff. But right. it's just so weird how, like, mm-hmm. some people don't play about that. It's really weird, this place that we're in now. I guess it's just whatever scene. Yeah. It's people. Yeah, it, it just depends. Yeah, you know? there's. Uh, yeah, it's like all like one extreme to the other. You see it. Yeah, you see it all. It's definitely become more and more accepted mm-hmm. uh, in today's music scene. Right. But uh, more than it was, you know, say 18 yeah, years ago. <laughs> I wouldn't dare go up there and do some of the stuff you see now that people love. You get right. food off stage, you get stuff thrown at you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Good stuff, man. Well, yeah. 
Um, was there anything that we didn't talk about that you guys wanted to mention at all? Any subjects that uh, you wanted to bring up, whether it's dealing with the music, whether it's dealing with spirituality? I mean, have your beliefs? I know. I, know, I mean, beliefs normally change. If they're not changing, then something's wrong, right? You're doing more research. You're you're living life. You're having experiences or whatever so things change so um you guys like i said moving forward it's going to be still a christian band or whatnot but uh, is there any books or any philosophies anything that has inspired you or helped you over the years or anything like that or is it just like strictly the bible how do you feel like spiritually moving forward both of y'all uh i think i'm i'm in a far far different place today than I was then. Um, I'm in a different place than I was three years ago. Um, and, uh, I think it's a far better place. Um, you know, I, I look at some of, some of my beliefs that were kind of taught, yeah. <laughs> uh, down. or they that I grew up around, um, mm-hmm. that I just kind of grabbed onto. Um, and, uh, as far as, <clears throat> uh, I, I think, I think I am a lot, uh, a lot better off spiritually where I am today, which, you know, that's a good thing because, because there has been growth, <laughs> um, I'm a far different person all around. I, you know, to, I can, I can say today that, um, I am surely a different person than, than before. And it's only because of God and his, his enlightening and his teaching of my spirit along the path that I've walked pursuing that, you know? Uh, and it's good, you know, it's, it's real good where I'm at. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, as far as like, I don't know, philosophical, there's so many, there's so many things out there available as far as, um, philosophical lines that could be followed. And, uh, you know, truth, truth rings true in people, in, in everyone's heart. Um, and in, in their spirit, they know truth when they hear it. And, and so there's, there's truth out there within a lot of philosophies, um, that I've looked at anyway. Uh, and I've come, I've come to view even the Bible as, um, it contains, it contains God's word and God's truth. Um, but I, I view it, I view it a lot different than what I used to. Um, and I see, I see far more, uh, I guess in spiritual depth than I used to. Um, and I don't know if that's because of my, my, uh, external sources outside of, you know, the Bible mm-hmm. in, in the pursuit of truth, um, and knowledge. Uh, but 
uh, I guess that's that's kind of a a roundabout summary of. <laughs> but still, faith in in Christ for the most part, or this Jesus figure of oh, dying for the sins for of sure. humanity. For sure, um, I think that I think that. Is that the foundation and it's going to remain the foundation? Everything is just kind of built on top of that? Right. Um, there's no there's no removing uh, Christ out of being uh, the center of what spirit, a spiritual life should be, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and it's funny, you know, look at some of the, the other major religions that know the character, and, and I guess I shouldn't even say major religion, you know, I, th- I think, I think everyone out there that has any sort of um, sense of a spiritual life, they know the Jesus figure or Christ, you know, they know what it's about, what, or they, they have an idea of mm-hmm. what it's about and what it mm-hmm. stands for. Um but yeah, it, in my view, um, Christ has to be at the center, right? Uh, because he came to be the light. Uh, he came came for to offer us a life um, more abundant, you know, a full life. And and that's just um, I don't know. You look at the stuff that Jesus taught, man, and and. I can't help but to think that if if we just kind of walked in, in those teachings and, and we were the people that he was, if we were the kind of people that he was, man, what a, what a world this would be, you know? <clears throat> yeah, that's good, uh, man. That's cool. That's cool you, you say that the other religions, at least – <clears throat> point back to the light or something like that but i've always thought it really cool because like there's all this stuff now about people trying to disprove the fact that jesus never existed right and he was a fable or whatever made up and there's documentaries like the zeitgeist and say he's borrowed from another religion or the sun cults or whatever and a lot of that stuff can shake your your faith it, it shook mine for some time but really took me deeper in, in what i believe and made me prove what i believe and i think it's healthy to have your faith shaken you know, just so you know, it's not handed down. You, I really had an encounter with a type of being that is Jesus or whatever. And, and, and it led me to God or whatever. When I was at my lowest, that's my foundation. Everything else is on top of that. It's obviously his name wasn't Jesus, right? He never responded to that name. He never heard that, but it's the figure that responds. It's the light. You know what I'm saying? And he responds to that. And then we call upon that name, the name of, of Jesus, the name of, of, of light, the highest vibration. But <clears throat> to look at the other religions, man, like G- they all try to like lay claim to Jesus, like the Hindu, like they all they're either in, he's either in their holy book or saying, hey, yeah, we know who he is. He existed. He was here. He taught. He was a prophet. He did many good works 
or like there's people saying that you know the hindus they have shrines built to say yeah he he came here and he learned under our yogis for so many years and there's even shrines to mother mary and they say her, her body's buried there and there's all this veneration from all these other whether you want to call them pagan or whatever nations they're like yeah we know who jesus is right and they all are like kind of proving the existence because they're in 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 he's in their stories and stuff too and i thought that was always somewhere cool these outside sources kind of reaffirming that there was some even if they're making it up they're all just trying to you know say that he was there or whatever thought i always thought that was cool right <laughs> what about yeah, you brandon it, what uh i'm uh, the, uh as far as brandon for as far as your spirituality and christian beliefs or whatever whatever beliefs in general uh do you still hold true is it pretty much the same have you gone deeper oh, studying uh, or where are you at spiritually with that uh, I don't know life I mean I I think life's a journey I mean you live and you learn I mean it sounds generic but it is you know it's like uh, things I struggled with 10 years ago I think I came to terms with you know and God's been there the whole time and then but then you uh, you come up against new challenges that I didn't know existed 10 years ago. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It's a solid journey, really. I mean, I, but, uh, yeah, he's the one thing that's always there. You know, it's always true that, he, you know, he's always there. And, uh, yeah, I'm just sticking with that. Good stuff, man. <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Good stuff, man. Well, I'm excited moving forward to hear new material uh, from you guys and m maybe having you back, guys back on the show when there's an official release of an album or something like that, whatever. I'm I'm uh, here to, to network with you guys and um, be friends. So uh, a bunch of people in the, uh, in the chat have already started pulling up the, the, the music, and a lot of people. Uh, Bach Bowman says... Uh, Dope music, guys. I've just checked it out. I love it. Definitely going to be bumping y'all. There's a bunch of other comments uh, here. But uh, Adam Starseed Bay says he re he remembers you guys from back in the day. Um, he said one of his favorite bands was, was Bride back in the day. But uh, okay. good stuff, man. So Yeah, Bride, guys. And, and uh, also getting together and, you know, starting this going again, it's, it's been really cool because uh, – you know, we've ran into and reconnected with so many people already that it's like, uh, where's all the time gone, you know? Like you said, to think about how Scary, long it's been yeah. and just, yeah, because life's crazy, you know? I mean, you lose touch with people and things change and, uh, it's, I mean, it's been really cool just in that sense, just reconnected with a yeah. lot of people and, uh, yeah. we're, hey, where are you at now? How you been? You know, just. All you know, all these people. You get are you getting a lot of the nostalgia? I mean, I I live for nostalgia, so I, I'm sorry if I sound redundant, but I just I only listen to like '90s music, and I listen I listen to stuff from the '90s that I didn't listen to when, when I was a kid, like the stuff I hated. Now I love it, like I loathed it or whatever. Country music, I don't care what it was. If it's something from that, it brings you back, right? Of a of a time that was a little bit more. Um, simpler right and it kind of brings you back where you didn't have bills and all this other stuff and whatever the nostalgia of that and that's just the power of music man it it almost acts as a time machine to take you back and uh relive memories and you know what i'm saying the power to kind of make you you know what i'm saying people come in i mean 
early on for for people who 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 became believers back then it reminds them of them coming out the world in those early days of falling in love with Jesus and the first Christian metal album they bought you know these five down or how they found it and where they were at when they did so that's really cool too and then you guys were a part of that and if that's it if it stopped today if it ended today to just bask in that and to know like literally how much power that had for somebody maybe even to change their life right when they heard your music there's those stories too your music saved me your music uh you know led me to 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 research and go deeper um i remember when i was playing in christian hardcore bands there was uh, a, a kid in the scene years ago and um he uh he was listening to all those bands that I named. He was what well, it was the it was all the the uh, the hardcore bands like Norma Jean, Under Oath, As I Lay Dying, all of those guys. Uh, Me without you, you know, and um it just hit him. And he'd been listening to those bands and playing music. And you know, you've seen people at shows in the scene. Like you only seen them at the show, but they were your friends when you were there. And you maybe got their numbers or whatever. But I remember uh, building a friendship with this guy. His name was Kyle. And um, he he was listening to Under Oath, Norma Jean, all that kind of stuff. And then finally, he was an unbeliever. He was an atheist. And he's listening mm-hmm. to nothing but these Christian metal bands who were great, phenomenal bands. And it, he called me one day and like in tears. He said, bro, what? I don't know what's happening. It all makes sense now. Like all of these bands that I was listening to for for a year, months at a time, they've all been singing about Jesus and I never knew it. And it just hit him as this deep revelation of like, man, and he's like, you know, wanting to pray together and wanting a Bible and stuff. And I led him to the Lord. And it was just like something that small, you know, he didn't know because I mean, the message was a little bit different for some it wasn't, you know, Jesus, Jesus in every every song. But it finally hit him. He had that revelation. And uh, and that's the power of music, man. You know what I'm saying? And I get I get to experience that with my music with people and you guys, too. And like. That's so powerful. Like words, that's the biggest compliment of or like you guys killed it or I love your riffs. It's like, man, something something moved yeah, inside yeah. of me when you share yeah. your story or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I live yeah, for. I love that stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool that it's cool that you can you can play a part in uh it's cool to think that it, something you did, something you put together, um impacted on an emotional level and a spiritual level, somebody that much that, that, you know, you, you had a, you had a hand in, you know, maybe opening some spiritual eyes um, in, in somebody else's life and somebody else's spirit. That's a really cool thing. That's a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, do you guys ever, and I'm going to, um, I want to pull this up right quick. Do you guys ever, (laughs) um, I don't know if you do, but do y'all go to YouTube videos and read the comment sections for, uh, some of y'all's old videos and stuff? Yeah, I have, I have been a while, but I have, I'm actually going to take off, man. Uh, I got to head out. Um, We'll reconnect again soon. You're gonna hang out, right? I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. Minute. I'm gonna go ahead and end it here. Here in the next minute, anyway. So I, I appreciate you hanging out with us, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Much love, man. I didn't realize. Yeah, it was great talking. All right, brother. Peace, yeah. peace. Yeah. What I'm just uh, 
Yeah, there's people there's people uh, in the comment section here on on some of these videos that pr they're going back and promoting, and that's what I was gonna say. Just as far as like the nostalgia, or whatever of it all, like back then you really, like you had to actually meet the person or hear the story, versus like now you put out a new piece of material or go read these comment sections, and there's people from all over the world who have experienced these five down and the impact that it had on their lives, and you can go and read those comment sections there. So that's really cool. It's like a time capsule right. too. So. It's, it's, I know I, I browsed through some of them. Um, it's been some years since I actually went and looked, uh, but I do recall like going through and seeing, seeing some commenting, uh, and some, some of the things people were saying, <clears throat> and it it is really cool. Uh, and it's all, and a lot of this is recent comments too. So there's people revisiting it. So I think that, uh, Moving forward, putting out new material, I think people are waiting for some stuff, man. So that's that's going to be good. Yeah, uh, that's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting for for us, and it's cool that it's ex exciting for some other people um, <laughs> out there waiting. Good stuff. Well, <clears throat> awesome, man. Well, Nate, uh, I appreciate you hanging out with me as well, man. Like I said, a big fan of the music, and just recently, I remember showing it to people maybe two weeks ago in our in our chat showing them some of that stuff so it's really cool to uh, finally get to connect with you and uh look forward to some of this new material coming out look forward man if, you, if you're up dude like i i would love to get you on a song man something that would fit uh you know what i'm saying more of your style so I, i'm i'm probably when we get off of here go through some of my stuff and see if i got something i can send you man it'd be cool moving forward and help you promote right. some of it too be cool. so. that'd be fun <laughs> heck yeah man so. i'm up Sounds good, brother. All right. Um, These5down.com. They can check out the new single there. Is it on iTunes or anything yet, or is it just direct download? Not yet. It's just, just on our site. Um, we're going to be doing some stuff to, to get it out to all, uh, you know, all the distribution points and, and all the stores and all the, you know. It'll be, it'll be there, but it's not yet. Cool. Kind of in a pre-release sort of. Uh, stage at the moment. <laughs> yeah, just kind of testing the waters a little bit. But yeah, everybody can go to these5down.com and uh, check out the new song. There's merch there as well. Um, also, those songs, I was letting you guys know, go back and listen to some of the older stuff to kind of get a feel for who they are, what they bring to the table. Um, check out the low video. The song Hymn, freaking classic. Make sure you guys go check that out too. Revelation War, uh, uh, media, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Nate, appreciate it, man. Let's do it again soon, brother. I enjoyed it. Sounds good, man. I appreciate you having us on and all this. It, it was cool. It was cool to be a part of it. Good stuff, man. I'll send you everything when it's done, man. And so um, have a good night. We'll do it again soon. All right, you too. Take it easy. All right, God bless. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Nate and Brandon from the band These Five Down. Um, good stuff. Make sure y'all go check out their music. Check out um, the new single that just is posted on their website. Um, I've already purchased it. Make sure you po purchased it. Tell them True Seeker sent you. Let them know that you heard them, uh, heard them on this podcast. And so... Um, I hope y'all took something away from that as well. So uh, we we talked about a lot of good good points, and then kind of driving home the uh, you know the spirituality, the spiritual aspects of it. I mean, maintaining your faith is a big thing throughout the years. I mean, studying philosophy, reading um, 
other books or materials or having even having struggles in your life personally maintaining the delicacy of that relationship with Christ man and uh and never forgetting that no matter where you go like I say that's the foundation everything is built upon that um and there's really no deeper truth that you're seeking that's going to get any deeper than than Christ crucified and what that does the transformation of a person's heart man that's so beautiful so it's awesome to see how even over the years tested and tried and you know people around you fall people around you um you know, doubt you and talk down and, and there's all types of just the winds and waves of life that, that, that come up and happen. And so to maintain that, the delicacy of that faith, man, and to, you have to fight for it. You have to really believe and prove that you believe. And, um, if you believe it, it should be something practical in your day to day life that helps you get through hard times that helps you when you feel alone, all of that kind of stuff. So really good stuff. Um, these five down check them out um want to give a shout out i don't know if i did it on the last podcast or not but i want to give a shout out to christy uh johnson and her family they uh i got a uh, uh a letter full of little christmas cards that her and the kids made for me and my family so thank you so much for uh taking the time out and sending that uh, that was so beautiful also to um brett stacy who sends me like fan mail and just like buys me stuff off of like uh amazon all the time but uh he sent me this t-shirt it's this uh i think it's hold, hold, give me one second hold on okay he sent me this t-shirt here and i'm gonna show you guys who are on the live stream but it's just this random shirt they just sent in but it's this uh picture if those of you who are, are watching on the screen you can see it those who you're listening to this i'm going to describe it it's a picture of jesus hanging out with batman superman uh all the dc characters i guess it is uh all the superheroes and then he says it's jesus with them and he says that's how i saved the world so cool shirt brad thank you for the fan mail brother it's awesome you rock um Wanted to make sure I give a shout out to you guys for doing that. If you'd like to send anything uh, in the mail, the uh, address is in the um, description of the video. 333, uh, P.O. Box 333. Yes, I, I was able to purchase that P.O. Box 333. Um, I have an album by the same title. P.O. Box 333, Criola, Alabama. Um jump to these comments here thank you guys for hanging out with me too live that's awesome uh tiger king shout out to you brother grim what up grim is late better late than never brother um irk what up says much love said hostra says uh that shirt is awesome no doubt jesus christ the original superman speaking of rap metal there was a there was a band called pillar who was a out probably about the same time as these five down maybe a little af probably a little after they were more I don't know, maybe Limp Biscuit esque, I guess, maybe. But uh, they had a song called uh, Jesus Christ. It was called Superman, and it was about Jesus Christ, the original Superman. Um, kryptonite can't slow him down. Nothing can at all. Jesus Christ, the original Superman. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, shout out to Jackie, Bach Bowman, Adam Starseed Bay, Caitlin, and Bobby. How y'all doing? Thank you for joining us in the chat. Uh, Kurt. CT Alchemist, which is my brother Chad, uh, Renee Ruiz, Jonathan Jonathan Santiago. I wore his shirt 
like two podcasts ago. I got one of his shirts. Make sure y'all check out his podcast as well. Santiago, uh, Jonathan Santiago Ra. John Santiago Ra. Uh, Jackie says hello there. Um, yeah. Everybody hanging out with us live. Jeremy Pick. What up? Yep. And thank you guys again for all the support. Um, birthing these this new music. Uh, the new album, Colors. I'm already working on some other new stuff that's going to be released on Patreon very soon. Uh, as soon as I get uh, a feature back from Watchmen, uh, it's going to go up. We got a song called uh, Voices. It's going to be up really soon. So uh, make sure that you guys look out for that. But all all this stuff's available on my Patreon, patreon.com backslash truthseeker. You get uh, access to our Thursday night uh, School of the Mystics, you get access to my entire discography for like $5. You get to download 200 plus songs. Why not? And uh, Or $10, $20, whatever you want to do, whatever your heart desires, whatever you can do. Um, so that's, I'm getting a lot of great feedback on, on the meditations too. That's um, just hope opened up a whole new door of creativity, um, of healing, of, of encounter with God, like those meditations. Um, I've I've done two of them so far, and they're both near and dear to my heart. Um, of being able to tap into in prayer the Father's heart and take you on a journey to this place where you meet God through this uh, this journey, just like a visualization. It's like watching a movie or something, but it's a watching a movie within your mind, um, painting these pictures of taking you on the uh, into an encounter of ancient Israel into the um the tabernacle of moses and the temple and and literally like biblically accurate description of what you saw what the colors were the animals that were there the people the priests what they were wearing and i'm kind of describing it as these sound effects are going on you hear the animals you hear children playing laughing um the priests greet you and say hello welcome you know and um it's really in depth and I, I hired voice actors to, to come in and, and, and play roles in the uh, interactive guided meditation. And so I encourage you to check it out. It'll change your life and I, 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 for a fact. Every person who've heard it has usually come back to me in tears and that's a blessing, the highest blessing that God spoke to them through that encounter. So um, it's called the Throne Room Meditation. It's uh, available in the description. Uh, you can check it out there. Um, but yeah, you go into a place where you encounter God through the Holy of Holies and into heaven, into the, the, the literal throne room of God. And you see the four living creatures and, you know, interacting with interacting with angels and then with the father and who uh, has a message for you in the meditation. So if, uh, if that sounds interesting to you, check that out. Also, you know, our Discord is available. If you're looking for community, you want to talk and meet up with like-minded people, our Discord is in the description as well. You can get that on your computer or your smartphone, and it's really cool. We can uh, take advantage of this technology and use it for good, bring people together. That's what it's about. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned in what I'm doing. I'm doing a, a lot more uh, client co uh, coaching as well for for different things like i have a lot that i uh i offer whether it's helping people get started in their own uh business uh online business start their own podcast um people who are having um who, who are needing like counseling and 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 and, and sessions like that one-on-one -on -one for healing and stuff and i've been offering that i've been doing a lot more lately so if uh 
you know, if you need help with anything like that and you would like to uh, consult me on a one-on-one basis, there that is available on my website as well, truthseeker.com, whether it's you need help putting together a website. Um, you guys listen to the podcast. You know what I do, a little bit of all of it. So uh, a lot of new stuff coming in 2019. I'm going to get some courses ready, and I'm going to really show you guys how to do what I'm doing here, forming your own video cast and converting it into a podcast and then getting it on your website and driving traffic, everything that comes in uh, line with that. I'm working on that right now, the podcast masterclass. And then um, after that, there, there'll be some uh, some other group sessions that we do outside of the School of the Mystics, whether it be kind of intentional, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, I'm saying group meditations, uh, holotropic breathing and pranayama things like that which i've been doing on a one-on-one uh uh, basis with with some some people and uh i'm ready to do it with some some group settings as well so if that interests you make sure you subscribe to the email list so you get notified when all that stuff comes out so without uh any other delay i'm gonna say peace and shalom thanks for hanging out with me on this impromptu episode of the true seeker podcast good night and god bless bye-bye well, that does it for this episode, folks. To hear more episodes of the Truth Seeker podcast, head over to truthseeker.com. And if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truthseeker.